Odin TV. What's up, A to Z Sports here live on this NFL Draft Night 2. We are in the third round as the Titans pick approaches. The 69th pick overall in the draft is the fifth pick of the third round. This is the pick they got uh, in the trade with the New York Jets as the Titans moved out of the 26th overall pick in the first round after the A.J. Brown trade for Traylon Burks. Uh, in the second round at 35 overall, the Titans took cornerback Roger McCreary out of Auburn, which uh, Jack, uh, we'll talk about this more in a second. We learned more about Roger McCreary. And uh, I think we are more on board with that draft pick uh, after being able to research and look more at what Roger McCreary is uh, than we were initially. But we got to jump in this thing because the Titans pick it. I'm sorry, the Giants pick is in and the Titans are just a couple picks away. Uh, so Austin Huff, Jack Gentry of the Titan Up podcast are live with us. Uh, we are getting it ready for the Titans pick in the third round, 69 overall. But, Jack, the people got something to do first. Yep, you got that right. Hey, two picks coming up this round. It's going to be a big round. The Titans are going to make some noise here. At least we expect that to happen. So while you guys are hanging out with us, make sure to share the show on Facebook. You guys know the drill by now. Share that show. Share it to Titans fan pages. Share it to your friend's timeline. Share it to your timeline. Let's get a big Facebook audience in here. We want to watch what happens yeah. and react together. On Twitter, retweet that thing. Retweet the show. Send it all over everybody's timeline. We want to spray this show all over everybody's timeline. Shove it down their throats if you have to. Let's get a big audience in here. YouTube, click the click that bell at the top of your screen. Turn those notifications on so you get an update every time A to Z Sports goes live. Two picks, guys. Two picks. It's yeah. Friday night. Let's have a damn Friday night party. This this show is better. The more people that are in the chat, you, yep. you guys are literally for the last Titans pick. The chat was cracking me up. Okay, let's have some fun on a Friday night. Get loose, grab a drink, and let's sit down and enjoy this thing together. Or yep, at least well, try to enjoy it. Real quick, the Browns pick is in. The Titans are after the Browns, so we'll get to that here in a second. But I do want to talk about our great sponsors that are allowing this Titans draft special to happen. A Moments Peace Salon and Day Spa. All you got to do, a momentspeace.com slash mom for you to get her a gift card for Mother's Day coming up in just about 10 days. Hello Fresh. HelloFresh.com slash ATOZ16. Use that code ATOZ16 for up to three free meals and three free gifts with HelloFresh. Also, the Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life music festivals, both in Louisville, both in September. Great music festivals. Bourbon and Beyond is the world's largest bourbon and music festival. They've got lineup like Jack White, Kings of Leon, Pearl Jam, and a lot more. And then Louder Than Life the week after that, has Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot, Kiss, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and a lot more as well. We are giving away a pair of VIP passes to the Bourbon and Beyond Festival on our Instagram and Facebook right now. We'll have uh, the Louder Than Life giveaway come out tomorrow morning. So, all right, let's look at uh, what has happened over the last bit of the NFL draft since we were live uh, at the towards the middle of the second round. Uh, but we are now entering round three. Uh, let's see. Round three, we've had the Jags take a center, Luke Fortner from Kentucky. Uh, the Vikings take an inside linebacker from Oklahoma. And then the uh, Giants take a guard out of North Carolina. The Browns pick is in. I have not seen an update on this pick. Uh, Jack have you or Huff, have you guys seen a, um, a uh, pick on the Browns yet? Nothing on the Browns yet. Uh, yeah, no, still waiting on that. 
Yeah, same, same here. Have, I did just see it. I did just see it. It is uh, the Browns are going offensive line, Martin Emerson. So the Titans are on the clock. Where do they go? Okay, that's the question. The Titans are on the clock. What do you do? Is it wide receiver? Is it tight end? Is it offensive line? What do you do? Uh, uh, Jack, I'll let you start. Well, if you're the Titans, I think you got to feel pretty good with what the board's looking like right now. If you go wide receiver, you've got Jalen Torbert from South Alabama. You've got Calvin Austin III from Memphis, both speed demons. They'll help take the top off of defenses for you. If, if you want to go interior offensive line, find your left guard. There, there are a couple options. I mean, you can go Dylan Parham out of Memphis. A couple of Memphis guys, by the way, that are on the board. Dylan Parham out of Memphis, versatile guy, has double-digit starts at three different positions on the offensive line in college. You got Kennard from Kentucky. He, he, he could make sense there, although he's, uh, from what I'm hearing, he's, he's a bit more work. There's got to be some work done on his end. Um, but I like Parham a lot. Tight ends. Only one tight end off the board, if I'm not mistaken. you still yeah. got Ruckert from Ohio State. Jelani Woods, I'm calling him LeBron James in shoulder pads. The Titans have plenty of options here. If you if you address a position of need, you're going to get a good guy here. And there's also all the quarterbacks in Nicobe Dean, oh, too. Man. We couldn't figure out why the heck Nicobe Dean hasn't been drafted yet. He's still available uh, as we're getting to pick 69 now. Yeah, I and I'm I was I asked you guys before we went live, like how far do you let Nicobe Dean fall before you're like, I mean, if he's still here now, like it it wouldn't hurt to take a flyer on him. If teams have passed up on him now two two and a half times, most teams have had two picks by now at least. Right. That that really concerns you. And obviously the the obvious comparison from last year's draft, Trey Smith from Tennessee. Blood clot issue. He fell all the way down to the sixth round. Nobody really knows what the issue is with N'Kobe Dean. All I'm seeing, all I've read, a laundry list of issues. I know he had a shoulder injury a year and a half ago, but that that's water under the bridge by now. There's something bigger here that's causing this slide because he was a first he was a late first round projection in most people's mock drafts a, a star linebacker at Georgia for him to be available right now something is up yeah i agree there was a run on wide receivers there in the middle of the second round where uh, honestly guys i was starting to get nervous uh, as i tweeted out a handful of wide receivers that i liked then you saw Wandale Robinson John Mechie go uh, then Tyquan Thornton, George Pickett, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore, Trey McBride all went in a row. And then there hasn't been a wide receiver drafted since. And so that slowed down a bit. And we talked about clusters uh, on the second round pick show. And it seems like they've gone through another round of wide receiver clusters. And now the Titans pick is in for the 69th pick overall. Are you guys ready for it? What, what is it? I don't know if you've seen it. What have you, what have you, what do you, final prediction? What do you think it's going to go? I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it too. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the fact that Twitter sucks at the draft <laughs> and that the TV is like Wait. three picks behind us. Jack, let's both predict at the same time. Let's just, you know, we, let's pretend now, we have Here's what seen I want to do. I, I want to know, uh, I want to have both of you guys go for the pronunciation of it. Ooh, now this is a good game. This is a great game. Okay, I'm going to say Petite Freer just because yeah. I'm very literal with my pronunciations. That's how it's spelled. Petite Freer. Petite Freer. You, know, you got you to gotta Frenchitize it. Yeah, you got to make it a little. Well, it is the 69th pick. You got to make it sexy. Mm, good point. Offensive tackle, though. I mean, so it's a, you're getting O line help. Um, whether you want to put him on the right side or the left side, I think he can play both from what I've read on him. Um, it's an interesting pick. Ohio State guy, you know, Vrabel's done his due diligence on him. 
Um, he, he's done his homework. Interesting decision here. You know, you go outside instead of inside. I, now, I don't know if Petit Freer has, if I'm even saying that right, has the versatility to play inside. But he's mm -hmm. 6'5", 315 pounds. That's good size. That's probably edge size in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I think you could do both. I mean, you know, you worry once you get over six five, how is that guard too tall uh, to be effective there? But you know, I do think uh, go and now we've got uh, James Rode Rodriguez, who, who Huff surprisingly, I didn't, I was surprised that you didn't know who this was. I, you know Sean what? Sean Spencer I, from Psych. All, all hand raised. I I felt bad at myself for not knowing who that was. Uh, I I pride myself in knowing pop culture and. And things like that, and I I saw the video that the Titans tweeted out before he made this pick, and I I had no idea who it was. But credit to you, Austin, you knew exactly who it was. Yep, and I sure uh, did. and educated me on what. And say the name again. Rode Petit Ferrer. No, 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 not no, no of the psych guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just pronounced it for us. That's what I was saying. I had to say it oh. fast enough so I didn't forget. Nicholas Petit Ferrer. Right, Ferrer. so that is the that is the draft pick. He was the 63rd overall player according to Mel Kiper, the eighth offensive tackle, smooth setting, and has a great body control and pass protection. Flashes heavy hands when he lands his punch, uh, but has shorter arms for an offensive tackle, and his hand placement is erratic. Petit Ferrer covers up defenders at the point of attack and seals the backside effectively as a run blocker. He has starting experience at right and left tackle. That is from Steve. Uh, Much of ESPN.com. So there is, uh, it's in uh, Big Ten Jeff. There he is, our Ohio State guy uh, in the comment section is saying it's free air, petite free air. So we okay. have free air with petite Nicholas at off of the tackle. So it is, it is a little, it's sexier than we, we had, we're saying it, right? Yes. It's yes. free air. Yes. Nicholas petite petite free air. Free air. So, you know, versatility, right? Started seven games at right tackle in 2020 at Ohio State. Then last season swung over to the left side, started 11 games there. He was good on the right side, second team all Big Ten. But last season, he made a big jump. He was second team all American on that left side. So you've got a guy who can fill in at right tackle if Raidens is not that guy, pal. Or, you know, if you've got a plan to move on from Lawan down the road, Maybe he could fill in there. He's gonna get in where he he's gonna get in where he fits in here. Um, so so it's it's they, they've got tackle depth. They lost Lamb in the offseason. Questenberry's not coming back. You needed to find a guy. Maybe they just did. Yeah, and so uh, I'm with you. So it, Mike Vrabel already said um, that Jacoby Jones was gonna start at or begin training camp at left guard. Jamarco Jones. Jamarco Jones. That was close. But Jamarco Jones is going to begin camp at left guard to compete for that position. And then I think Dylan Radins could win the right tackle job, or maybe you go with Pete Petit Friere. Um, you know, I actually like this pick. I did see uh, him mock to the Titans quite often in this in at 90 overall. So taking him at 69, I think is just is just fine. It's a good solid pick. This is a need. So now you went absolute need. Uh, because of the AJ Brown trade uh, with Traylon Burks, then you go not necessarily need, but a really good player uh, with uh, Roger McCreary at 35 overall at corner. And now with an absolute need and a good player here with Nicholas Petit Friere. 
Yeah, and I'd love the comedic aspect of it, of getting a massive left tackle-sized offensive lineman named Petit. Like, there's something about that. And I think it's free air. Like, does yeah, he give away air. too much free air? Right, free air McNair. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. This is Rabel's first. You know, we'd figure it, it wouldn't have probably, most of us probably would have figured it wouldn't have taken this long for Rabel to go back down to Ohio State. They're an elite football program. They're uh, an NFL feeder. It, it, this is the first Ohio State guy the Titans have taken in the Vrabel era. So, is it really? It, yeah. So, so you you've got to assume that there's a lot to like there with this kid. Vrabel, he loves his interior guys. You know, you see him put on the pads. He straps it on with the best of them and goes out there before the game and and riles them all up. It, it, you know, it, it, I I feel comfortable. I, I really do feel comfortable. We talk about trusting J. Rob. I think you got to trust Vrabel here. Vrabel's probably. He's probably heard the skinny on the guy. You know, you'd assume that they're in a lot off the field there, probably, and you like what you see on the field. So, boom, second team All American at left tackle. I mean, think of all the talent at that position in the in the college at the college football level. Second right. team All American. That's a tough list to crack, and especially to, playing in the Big Ten at yeah. Ohio State. Like that also means something. Guys like that typically aren't around in the third round, so uh, I like it just off first glance. It is interesting that in. Uh, in J-Rob's last two picks goes cornerback and offensive lineman. Does it sound familiar to the first two picks last year? Yeah. Fair. And the first two picks reverse order from the year before. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, you, a great point. You got to get both of them right eventually. I mean, we're throwing keep, a lot of darts at the board. Just keep throwing them. You all right? Yeah, sure. There's holes all over the wall. Okay. But eventually you'll get that bullseye. Yeah, so uh, I do think this is interesting. Um, and look, and, and uh, Cody says he didn't get picked in round one or round two for a reason. Nicholas Petit Friere will be the Titans' right tackle. Look, I mean, Nate Davis didn't go pick around one or two for a reason, yet he's been the Titans' starting right guard for the last two and a half or more seasons and has been a really solid starting right guard for the majority. I mean, you can, this is why the Titans didn't need to go offensive line at 35 because they could find somebody that can start for them fairly early um, at, at 69 and go get a, a skilled corner. And Jack, let's go back to Roger McCreary because after we broke for the, the, the middle of that second round, you texted us a stat for Roger McCreary, the corner from Auburn uh, that, um, that you found from what he did last season that I thought was pretty insane. Yeah, the the dude with with so much going on during the show, it's hard to really you know remember back to what you saw during the college football season, especially if a guy that if it was a guy that wasn't on your radar. So looking back at it, we we go to PFF for this stat. Roger McCreary was targeted twenty plus yards downfield on eighteen separate occasions last season. Eighteen times, Roger McCreary was in coverage on a deep ball thrown twenty plus yards. Just two catches allowed, no touchdowns. So he he can contain the big play, right? That that's how a lot of teams in the AFC like to play football. They like to play with the big play. You're drafting receivers early because you got to hit the big one in the NFL nowadays. McCreary can defend against that style. So you know, not a lot of success with teams targeting McCreary deep down the field mm-hmm. in college in the SEC with a lot of these receivers. Um, being drafted earlier in the in this round, coming from the SEC, yeah, the anti Adoree Jackson, who just got smoked down the field all the time, and, and felt like Adoree Jackson was always in the right spot for deep balls, but always allowed the catch to happen because he lost 
the ball in the air somehow on, in coverage. So that's a great stat for Roger McCreary. By the way, uh, the Chicago Bears right there in Huff's backyard at 71 overall. Vellish Jones Jr., wide receiver from Tennessee. Wow. So that is somebody that I, I would have liked the Titans to grab at 69 if they didn't go offensive line. Yeah, the uh, I the Bears definitely need definitely need some wide receiver help, uh, and they just need weapons for Justin Fields. Uh, but they went, uh, I think they went two DBs. They went corner and safety with their first two picks. So I know there's a lot of Bears fans here that wanted kind of the same same boat as Titans fans mm-hmm. wanted wide receiver at least within the first two picks, and uh, they finally got theirs. So. Venice Jones Jr., he's got elite speed. Uh, I mean, you can't teach speed, right? So he's going to help in some capacity for the Bears, you would figure, whether it's in the return game. I mean, the Bears wide receiver room, they're in a whole lot of dudes in that room. He could, you know, he could find some playing time pretty easily, I feel like, if camp goes well for him. And the wide receiver, like the wide receiver well is now drying up. There's not many of these guys left. Calvin Austin, Torbert, like I just, like I mentioned earlier, David Bell from Purdue is another guy the kid from Boise state. So options are running pretty low and you know, you'd figure another one or two of those guys will come off the board by 90 Calvin Austin with that speed four, three, two with Velas Jones is getting or Velas Jones is getting drafted for his speed. Calvin Austin, the third Velas isn't too far behind. Velas is much thicker though. Um, so if, if I go to, to bring up Jalen Tolbert still available too. Calvin Austin is five, eight, one seventy. Mm-hmm. Vellis Jones Jr. is listed at six foot two oh four. So there's a massive difference in those two guys' body type. And I think the Calvin Austin uh, fear is that he is too light. Uh, where Vellis Jones Jr. has a running back style build and then has the explosion explosion as well. Uh, Stephen Dobbs, is that correct? That the Colts are taking Jelani Woods? Uh, I think it's, it feels like that's a prediction. Okay. Off the McCreary stuff earlier, I asked you this, and I want to know what the chat thinks about it. With McCreary coming in and Caleb Farley not having played all last season, still question marks. Now he's going to get a full offseason. He's also going to be coming back from an ACL tear. Is are we are we so sure that Caleb Farley is the favorite to win that starting job by week one? It, I don't think you can be really sure about much of anything when it comes to Caleb Farley. It, it's a, I think it's a fair question to ask whether or not McCreary is the leader in the clubhouse for the week one starter. Well, the on the guy outside. had the guys still in Auburn, Alabama. We have no idea. That's, that's what, fine, but you I, know, mean, I mean, like Caleb Farley at least has a year in the system where he can, and uh, who, I don't, Chris, Chris Vonta Smith, little early. you don't know that Caleb Farley is a bust. Like the guy, like give the guy an opportunity to be healthy. And the guy got his first start. And then unfortunately tore his ACL in that game. So you got to at least give the guy an opportunity to get healthy and play something. Uh, but he, yeah, he better be able to play right now. He's, he's the guy's huge. I remember being out there at training camp. He's like, he's a legitimate six, three as a corner. You know, they don't make corners that are legit that long and fast and physical. He's got all the, all the tools if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, the guy's a freak. That's why he went in the first round, you know, with all these injury issues he had prior to tearing his ACL last year. So uh, I think Titans fans hope, you know, uh, you get 6'3 out there compared to 5'11, which is what McCreary stands at. 
that's a big difference, especially when you're going up against these tall now six three, six four, six five dudes who run in the low four fours, four threes. Yeah. So uh I mentioned Vellis Jones Jr. goes 71 to the Bears. The Seahawks at 72 have taken Abraham Lucas, a tackle from Washington State. And at 93, the Indianapolis Colts took Jelani Woods. Damn. That stinks. I liked him a lot. I liked Past him tense. a lot. Past tense. Now he's got that horseshoe no, on his I don't like him. I don't like him anymore. Yeah. No, you can't like him. You physically cannot. No. Six seven ran a four six six seven two sixty ran a four six at the combine. That's freakish. Also, uh, Taylor Lewan just tweeted, "Congratulations at Nicholas Petit. Uh, you're gonna love this O line room, brother." Hashtag go blue. Go blue. Oh, uh, we got a little uh, Ohio State Michigan rivalry in the O line room. Good, getting a little fight, you know. It tough, feels like rough them up a little bit. It does feel like the Titans fans, I think, while they may not know a lot about this guy, they're happier here than they were initially when they saw the Titans went cornerback in the second round because it's look, it's a position of need. The Titans struggle right. on the offensive line. You really have no idea what Raidens is going to provide next season. You don't even know if right. he's ready or will ever be ready for the NFL level. It's, I think it makes a lot of sense. Now you're going to, people are going to argue, well, you should have gone receiver here. You should have gone tight end here. Right. Only two tight ends off the board. There's plenty of time to find a guy. Now you don't well, want to wait too, too long. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, like, uh, you know, when you see it, when you see a guy drafted, you look position first. Okay. O-line someone we need. Then you look, you know, you look name. And if you don't know the name, you go school and you look at the school. Oh, Ohio state. They're they're a good school. Okay, like they, you know, like they produce NFL talent every single year. All right, I feel good about this pick. You know, but if if they dropped an offensive lineman from like South Dakota State Jackrabbits, you'd be like, "What the hell are we doing? What is J Rob doing?" You know, you would have like questioned every single everything about it. I'm with you. Yeah. Though. When in doubt, if if he played at a powerhouse. It's it's fun. well. That's look look at the three guys the Titans have drafted: Arkansas, Auburn, Ohio State. Yeah, right. You know, like you're you're not going to. It's a lot harder to miss when you do like go to those blue chip type schools because you're at least finding traits, right? Like right. like the the reason why those guys were signing a scholarship letter out of high school is because they showed a lot of traits. Yes. And, and you, and you know, they're going to be coached up well at those blue chip schools. For too. the most so part. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the most. Yeah. Right. You and don't have least, to worry about Dylan Raiden's not having the right coaching, which has set him back already one year. Might be right. more than that. So mm-hmm. that, you shouldn't have an issue with that, with a guy coming from Ohio state, much less a second team, all American coming from Ohio state that played the left tackle. Yeah. yeah. Guys, we're going to have our second quarterback taken in this draft. <clears throat> By the Falcons? The Atlanta Falcons have taken a quarterback at 74 overall. Oh, I haven't seen oh. this. I wonder who Ooh. it is. Oh, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it. A little, chat little... Is, it's littered in the chat. Drama for <clears throat> Marcus Mariota. Oh, I see it now. The chat has... the chat has Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter has wow. now gone to the Atlanta Falcons. Doesn't have to change colors. He does not. You're right. Just sticked right there. The, the closet doesn't change much uh, for him. Yeah. 
Art Smith he, can't have Tannehill, might have the next best thing, the college version. Seriously, though. I mean, that's actually, like, makes a lot of sense if you think about it with Arthur Smith uh, right there. Yeah. So that brings me to something, because I want to have this conversation with you guys, uh, and we haven't had an opportunity to do it yet. But uh, uh, Traylon Burks went on 3HL this afternoon right before his introductory press conference uh, at St. Thomas Sports Park uh, with the with the Titans. And he was asked by Don Davenport first, have you heard from quarterback Ryan Tannehill? And his answer was, no, ma'am. Then he was asked again by Ben Arthur, the Tennessean, at the, at the press conference, have you heard yet from quarterback Ryan Tannehill? He said, no, sir. That was it. No, ma'am. No, sir. I have not heard from Ryan Tannehill. But he followed up on the 3HL interview wire that he had heard from Ben Jones and Robert Woods. So, do you have an issue with Ryan Tannehill not reaching out to the first round pick wide receiver the day after he was picked, or at least by the time he did a radio interview at 3 p.m. Central Time? Do yeah. you have a problem with that? So, I want to get to that uh, here in a second, but first, I do want to talk about one of our great sponsors. Really, it's two of them because we've got two music festivals that are happening in Louisville in September. The Bourbon and Beyond Festival returns to Louisville September 15th to the 18th. They have Jack White, Kings of Leon, Pearl Jam, Alanis Morissette, and so many more. It's the biggest bourbon and music festival combo in the world. And we have on our Instagram and on our Facebook right now, and uh, the link is in the description of this video, where you can go have an opportunity to win a VIP pass to that festival in Louisville. The week after that in Louisville is Louder Than Life. It's back uh, with Four Days of Rock, with Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot Kiss, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and a lot more there too. So you can also have a chance to win VIP tickets uh, to that festival tomorrow morning when we post that on our social media. So go check that out. Follow the links in the description of both the YouTube and the Facebook to go check out the rest of the lineup, stacked lineups in Louisville, only about a two and a half hour drive from Nashville in September. So go check that out. Thanks to the Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life music festivals here sponsoring our NFL draft coverage. So what do you guys think? And Jack, I'll send you the chat. Yeah. What are I people mean, saying about Ryan Tannehill not reaching out to uh, 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 Traylon Burks after he was drafted? Bobby thinks it's a head scratcher. I mean, why wouldn't he reach out to him, right? Um, thought the same. Kenneth Davidson says, I wonder I wonder the same thing. Why hasn't he? Uh, Darius said, he's not a leader. Ryan, be acting like he tell. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It, Ryan, do be acting like he tell. No issue. Maybe Tannehill's the next to leave. Maybe he knows he's the next to leave says MB zero issue with it says Jacob. Okay. No, no problem with Tannehill not reaching out. It's still early on. Tannehill should have been talking to him right after J Rob, Rabe and Amy quarterback one, the, the guy he's going to be throwing to for the next handful. Well, probably just one year, but you'd expect him to at least reach out. Um, not a problem. Let's see. We'll keep going down big. That's a big damn problem. Says will uh, the QB is supposed to be the leader of the team. So it's not a good look for him. It's, it, I don't think it is either. Uh, this is our leader. A lot of people are saying, is Tannehill the right leader for this team? This team's getting a whole lot younger, not just this year, but it did last year. Is Tannehill the right guy to lead these guys for the next handful well, of seasons? I mean, it's a big let, on, on the whole leader issue, like, have you ever seen Tannehill 
Be like in all the videos that the Titans post from inside the locker room. Do you ever see Tannehill leading the speech, being the the rah rah guy? Like he's never, he's never, never been that in his three years before this well, year. We do so know, know he organized the workout during the COVID break uh, at NBA, which got them <laughs> right. in trouble. Right, right, right. So he led so that. Yeah, he's only a leader when it when it when it Breaking could potentially rules. get the entire team in his, in trouble. Uh, but no, like I mean, Derrick Henry's that guy. You know, like there's other guys. Kevin Byard's that guy. Like, Tannehill's never been that guy. Now, he's never do been I, a loud guy? But like, you can yes. be the team. You can be a team leader without but, being loud. Yes, is it a little weird that he hasn't he hasn't texted? You know, yeah. and a guy he's going to be throwing the uh, the football to. Yeah, that that's a little head scratching, especially when he just lost his number one target in AJ Brown. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I. Who knows what's going on in that dome of his? You know, especially right now when he every literally everything he does, he he can't do anything without it being put under a microscope right now. Every move, every breath he takes is going to be criticized or, or, or looked at with a weird, with a side eye from Titans fans. And he's just got to like, he, he should have that self-awareness right now. Cause he doesn't, which is fine. All right. But I, I don't know. I just think it's maybe the only thing I could guess, cause that's what I do. I try and put myself in Ryan Tannehill's shoes. Why hasn't he? The only thing I could guess, maybe he's just frustrated. He's frustrated with the Titans. Think about it. If you're a quarterback, and, and you're under as much pressure as you've been. You just played a season where everyone was injured and you you got the one seed and then you crapped the bed in the playoffs. And then and then your team, your front office, trades away your number one target and then they cut the Julio Jones, your number, two, I mean, your number two target. Yeah. Like why, like I, I would, I would be frustrated. Yeah. Is that an excuse not to, text uh you know your new draftee your new i guess number one target no it's not but i'm just i'm trying to like put in my like trying to figure out why he would why he wouldn't at least log yeah. on the text grab his number from j-rob and and it's not you know, hard right exactly go ahead jack tyree says this was a layup man and it is uh, yeah i know it is it, it's just a bunch of these little things with Tannehill that it, that keep going a little sideways. And yeah, sure, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean Tannehill's right. a bad dude, hates the pick, is upset with the Titans. But I mean, think of the guys who have won the Super Bowl in the last few years. Stafford would do it. Brady sure as hell would do it. Mahomes would do it. I mean, even in the AFC, you have Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. They'd all do it, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Tannehill, he, he kind of keeps to himself in the offseason. And it's a lot of little things. My high school basketball coach is... I don't want to do this, but it, it's a good quote. It, no, said, do it, do it. You, know, you already saying, started it. So yeah, yes, he, let's he, hear he from let's said, hear from Jack's high school basketball. But coach. this is what he always said, and I think it's a good quote. He said, "Little little things make the big things happen, right?" And if Tannehill would just do yes. the little things right, I think that would not just go a long way from what Titans fans think of him. Who cares about that? But I, yeah. I think his teammates would respect him a little more. I, right. I, I think that this is a deal. I, I, he should have absolutely texted Traylon Burks by now, and no, it would mean a lot from Traylon. Yeah, it's not hard either. Like, you don't have to, like, say something, like, meaningful. All it is is, hey, Trey, because they call him Trey, apparently. Uh, hey, Trey, <laughs> uh, love to have you on board. Can't wait to meet you in person and get to throw in. You know, tighten up. That's all you right. got to say. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hey, Trey, it's it's Ryan. 
Yeah. Like, that's all you have to say. Right. You don't yeah. have to invite him to go hunting hogs with just a knife. Like, you don't have to do that. Just, <laughs> just a, hey, bud, happy to have you. In, it's in just, Nashville. yeah, looking forward to meeting you and getting to work on the field. Done. Like, send. It's Ryan. Send. That's yeah. it. And, and everything's fine. Just Ryan Tannehill sucks at optics. Like, he's not good at optics whatsoever. Uh, and- Eth- oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, Ethan brings up a good question for Jack. I was hoping you wouldn't see it. Uh, <laughs> is 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 that what your girlfriend tries to tell you, Jack? Things make the big things happen, Jack. Look, let's just hope she's not watching right now. She's, she, I'm probably going to text from her if she is. But um, it, it's, so it, it really is. The little things do add up when it comes to a guy who a lot of people are already pointing the finger at. I mean, just do the simple things. Get these people off your damn back. Oh, this right. is a text message. I don't know if he's out deep sea fishing with his Celsius can. I'm sorry. I had to do it. But it, yeah, maybe he didn't have service because he's out in the middle of the ocean. Oh, man. Sorry, Trey. I've been out or, on the boat for 24 hours. It's just every yeah, maybe he, he's recharged, but his phone isn't. <laughs> it's just every every tiny deal with Tannehill gets turned into a big deal. Why? Because there's so many of these tiny issues lingering around. People are sick of having to talk about these things. But I, I also wonder... You know, if Tannehill hasn't had the year he has, if we'd even be talking about it, you know, like, I don't know. I still think it's weird to not text. If you're a quarterback and I tweeted, yes, if you're a quarterback and you're a veteran quarterback, I don't know. Screw that. If you're a quarterback on a football team in the NFL and -hmm. your team drafts a first round player on your side of the ball, offensive line, running back, tight end, wide receiver, you're texting that person within the first 18 hours. Right? Do you know how how bad Aaron Rodgers wants to send a text message to an offensive weapon drafted <laughs> in the first round? He can't. Like, they haven't done it. He wants to so bad. So he's probably seething at Ryan Tannehill right now. And and you would think Christian Watson was drafted 34 overall to the Packers. Like you would think Aaron Rodgers would text that wide receiver. Although say, Aaron Rodgers would be a guy who might not do that. I don't know, dude. Like Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers gets a bad. <laughs> I understand the public perception of Aaron Rodgers is negative from the fan side of things, but his teammates like him. Like his teammates do like him, and I know that because I had a friend that played f- with him for five plus years, and so it's it's just not that hard to text somebody to say, "Hey, congratulations! Let's get started. Looking forward to it. See you soon, Ryan." That's it. Right. And just so the, the, fir- cause you already know that you are under the strongest microscope. I don't right. care about the Celsius Instagram ad. I do not know. I also do not care that he didn't show up to the first three days of voluntary workouts where they aren't even allowed to use a football. And that does not bother me at all. Would it be better if he showed up? Yeah. Would it be, was it bad optics that he posted the Instagram thing without showing up. Yes, it was stupid, but still like just send a text. This is the, this is the worst of all of them because yeah. now your first round pick is getting asked multiple times. Hey, have you heard from the quarterback? And now and you're putting that gonna, guy in a spot. And yes. Say, no, I haven't. And then now right. he has created a story and that's not what he wants to do as his life is changing as a first round draft pick in the NFL. Traylon Burks, you got to feel tough for that guy. I mean, nobody's – it's not about Traylon Burks right now. It's, oh, A.J. Brown's gone. Oh, has Tannehill texted you yet? These are just – if Tannehill had texted him, boom, one question, you're done. Nobody's talking about it. By the way, this is not an issue a decade ago. 
These are problems that arise as technology advances. Who texts <laughs> you? you know, who texts did the quarterback text you? These are fun to talk about for full, for a few minutes, but at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't mean a ton. You'd like to see that you'd like to see Ryan Tannehill step up as a leader, but I think Titans fans at this point know that he's not that type of leader. You know, he's the quarterback, and that's that's about as you know. He'll, he'll sit down in the huddle, tell you what the play is, and he'll take the ball from the center and go run it. That's the leader Tannehill is. He's not outspoken. He's not a guy who's going to get in front of the cameras and and you know cool down the media, get get people off his back. It's never who he's been. Is he's never going to change. And literally uh, seventeen now, eighteen minutes ago, Sky Moore tweeted at Patrick Mahomes, "What's uh, what's good, my boy." And Patrick Mahomes retweeted it. Let's get it, homie, with a <laughs> strong flexing emoji. So but again, uh, like, like I, I don't like I because somebody mentioned Bama Brad, I think it was on Facebook a few minutes ago. Said Tannehill has been AWOL for a while. Something's up. No, that's just Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill doesn't post right. or tweet or no, like, he, like again, like we've talked about this. Somebody else runs his Instagram account. He's We're out just there reading into it more family. this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so he he is, and I think we talked about this on the Tighten Up podcast this week, right? Is that AJ Brown was the same AJ Brown this offseason, but mm-hmm. there was extra drama thrown on it now that we know kind of how his agent manipulated all of that. And right. Ryan Tannehill has been the same Ryan Tannehill this offseason that we are just paying attention more. Yes. We're, we're, we're looking at him differently than we did in, in the past. We're looking at AJ Brown differently than we did in the past. They're still the same guys. They haven't changed. We're just viewing our, like our perception of them has changed based off of results on the field. hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. Right. I, again, I saw a comment that Tannehill gets bashed for everything. He says, what's the worst case scenario for this little text message? Again, not the end of the world. Just something that you would like your your quarterback to do. The, the, reason why <laughs> the, if, media, the reason why the media asks that question is because the, usually the response is, "Yeah, man," he said, "Can't wait to get to work." That's it. Yeah, but then, but then, but then we would have bashed him for saying, "Oh, you can't can't wait to get to work." Why didn't he say, "Welcome to Nashville"? Why didn't he welcome him to the city? You know why? Why didn't he offer he says, offer to get to get dinner with him? Yeah. You know why? Why didn't he do this? Like it does, like it. It's it's just simply it's just so Traylon Burks can say, yeah, I heard from he shot me. A yes, text. that's all right. it is. That's, I, that's, that's all the it needs only to be. Thing you need. Right, and it is a little. I would hope even by now that he's gotten that text. Right, like you would hope. I doubt. I in fact, you know what we should do by the beat of his own drum. We should just keep tech, like keep checking in with Burks and finding out. Until we, we get text. that text. Yes. Burks. Hey, have you heard from Tannehill yet? Have you heard from Tannehill? Like, I want to know. I want to know when exactly Tannehill reaches out. If Honestly, he ever does. Uh, as the leader of the wide receiver room, I, I, I'm surprised that NWI hasn't reached out to him. What does that say about NWI? Wow. He's not a leader, dude. Not a leader. <laughs> not a true leader. Text messages. Come on. It's draft night. <laughs> Let's get to 90. Let's get to 90. Come on. <laughs> Oh man! All right, A to Z Sports here live. Uh, we let's go ahead and stay live through the ninetieth pick because it is starting to pick up. I think famous last words. He's, I was gonna just gonna say it was Malik Willis, the new Geno Smith, with how long he's been in the green room. Uh, he's a lot longer than Geno Smith, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Because Geno at least went in the second round. Yeah, yeah. This is he's still there. 
Malik Willis is still there. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty. He, and he tweeted. He, he's he's now tweeting uh, gifs about him, or I'm not gifs, but memes about himself. It, it, does there come That's a good. point if you're the Titans? And I know uh, what you you pick. You have the third pick in the fourth round, I believe. Am I right on that, Austin? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'll double check it for you. All right. So if tonight ends, and we know that the Titans have had visits with Malik Willis and Sam Howe, tonight ends. Both of those guys are on the board tomorrow. At what point does Robinson and Brable get together and say? I mean, what the hell? This isn't even really much of a risk anymore. Fourth, fifth round picks, they're probably like a 60, 70% hit rate on making the active roster anyways week one. What, what's the big risk there? It's getting so late that it almost makes sense, not now, but tomorrow. They're going to sleep on it. They're going to wake up say, man, if one of those dudes is up there, with that, by the time the third pick rolls around in the fourth round, I say let's just grab one. Let's just grab What the hell? Why not? Just, well, and and by the it. way, uh, what's up, Huff? I was just like, Jack just wants to literally just pour a vat of gasoline onto this already flame, flaming <laughs> offseason. So the Titans do not have an early fourth round pick. They have okay. a tw- their 26th pick in the fourth round Ooh. and then a compensatory pick, which okay. is the last pick of the fourth round. So it's not. So after 90, up. the Titans don't pick until 131. Then they pick at 143. So you got to get somebody right here that helps you today. You cannot go quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and MB, I'm not obsessed with the quarterbacks in this draft class. I, I think they suck just like the rest of you guys. But I'm just saying, there's got to come. Everybody a point. else sucks. There will, no, the, the, well, the quarterbacks. Oh. The quarterbacks. Wow, like, there's a reason why they're all still available. Outside wow, of Jack. Two of those dudes. I, th- I bet they can throw farther than you, dude. But there's got to be what's what's the point in this draft where you say, all right, let's 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 take a shot. Let, let's take a shot at him. Is it the fourth round? Is it the fifth round? Is it in the sixth round? They'll probably be gone by then. But I mean, with the amount of dudes up there, Willis, Hal, Corral, the odds that at least one of those guys are available by the time tomorrow starts look to be pretty high. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't disagree. Uh, the Chargers pick is in at 79. Let's go see if Jordan Schultz has tipped it again because Jordan Schultz is all over this damn thing. But he's also not text, not tweeting out the p- position a lot of times. Uh, let's see. The Broncos just went. The Broncos are at pick eighty, and he's already got the Broncos pick out there. So let me see if I can find what the Chargers did at seventy nine. JT Woods to the Chargers, whoever the heck JT Woods is, plus uh, Greg Dulcich, UCLA tight end to the Broncos to replace Noah Fant. So the Giants are on the clock. There are nine more picks before the Titans are up. Giants. I liked what they did with Wandale Robinson. I, you know, if you're going to move off Tony, like I think that that's what they're planning on. Wandale Robinson makes a lot of sense. Now I think they could have waited around, but if you like a guy and he's up there, why not go grab him? Wandale Robinson. I, I, I I thought he would fit in with the Titans, honestly. Um, maybe be, you know, a guy who would hopefully be available right now, but he's obviously gone and you're looking at your wide receivers. We've mentioned them a handful of times. Austin from Memphis, Torbert from South Alabama, you got David Bell from Purdue, a little bit different of a guy than the first two, but there's still some options there. If you want to go receiver and look, they had, they, they, they went into this draft needing, I think a lot of people would agree. their three biggest needs, wide receiver, offensive line tied in. Sure. They took a wide receiver in round one, but that wasn't adding a guy. That was replacing a guy. 
you still got to find a wide receiver three, really a wide receiver two for the first part of the season. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I disagree with you with just going to get a quarterback just to get one if they're still available. That's fair. That's fair. I, because I, I just, it's I the throwaway rounds that I'm. Subjecting. You don't need it. Yeah, like you can get, you can get late talent, you know, and you don't need a, you don't need a quarterback at least not this year. I mean, keep in mind. I mean, for as much hate as Tannehill gets, like they, they, they were the one seed in the AFC last year when he was thrown to scout teamers. So it's like. You don't need a quarterback. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people would want one, but get just get some talent. Get a wide receiver. Get some get some targets to throw to. And that's like somehow kind of make up what you lost on offense in this offseason. So I'm, I've been kind of spaced out, but I have been listening to you guys. Okay. Jordan Schultz is ruining this draft on Twitter. <laughs> Like this guy is, this is his, this is what he tweeted. He tweeted breaking giant selecting flot with the 80th pick per source. One, it's the 81st pick for the giants Two, who the hell is flot. And then he just says LSU's Cordell flot heads, the big apple. We not even a position. Like if you're going to ruin the draft with your tipped picks, at at least get the correct information. And tell us the full position, player, full name, too. My man's a an NBA podcaster, Jordan yep. Schultz. I don't yeah, know. It is he? Yeah, he hosts the Pull Up Pod with CJ McCollum. Huh. Basically. Well, that's it. Well, maybe that's why he sucks at ruining the draft. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, why don't you take a take a seat, Adrian Wojnarowski? Jeez. Yeah, that, that may be a mute button type situation there, Austin. You got on I, I've already muted a few people last night, <clears throat> but I didn't catch Jordan Schultz doing that this uh, last night. But Cordell Flott is a corner from uh, LSU. So he, he's not anywhere near the big board of the top. Oh, there he is. He was 21st available <clears throat> on the big board that I had um, in front of me. So, look, the Titans uh, just, what? Eight picks away. There's a lot of good players on the board. I mean, Nicobe Dean. That's what I'm kind, saying. Kind of starting to feel bad for him uh, for how far he is falling. The quarterbacks are obviously there uh, with uh, Malik Willis and Sam Howell. Uh, then you have, um, let's see, uh, where was I going to go with that? There's a cut. The wide receivers are really not right there when it comes to the top players available. But I think now is the time where the Titans just need to go ahead and take an, an offensive pass catcher now. They've, right. They've, right. Yeah. A, a little more clarity, by the way, real quick on Nicobe yeah. Dean, Austin Gale of P- pro football focus said that Nicobe Dean declined surgery on his shoulder. And that's become a major concern, big time red flag. So that could be the holdup with drafting Nicobe with why Nicobe Dean hasn't been drafted. Man, that sucks for him, dude. He's losing millions of dollars with every pick. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, I don't know why. I guess was timing the issue of denying the surgery? Yeah, I guess you'd have to think. You'd have to think that, like, he's probably worried if he gets surgery, it'll make him fall. But here he is, like, now he's getting the surgery. If you need surgery, get it. So then you just right. get done with it, right? Especially yeah, on right. something like your shoulder. Yeah, if you need surgery, get it now, and J-Rob will draft you. 
And remember, he did have surgery prior to last season. He missed spring ball with so, due to soldier. Oh my god, so late in the night. Uh, it's only nine twenty, Jack. Well, it's it's been a long couple of days for me. I'm telling you, I have been functioning on about a combined six and a half hours of sleep. If the Oh, go ahead, Jack. But it's the same. What I was trying to say, it's the same shoulder. It may be the same shoulder that he had worked on just a year and a half ago. If the Titans go Calvin Austin, Jack, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to ask you to leave the, the live stream so then Austin and I can just break down Austin for like at least 10 minutes. Right? I almost don't want that to happen because <laughs> there's already an Austin Hooper, and I found myself in several Titans conversations. Whenever Austin Hooper gets brought up, I'm like, huh? What? And, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't uh, want there to be a Calvin Austin too. Let's get wild. Let's just keep, let's just keep adding Austin's to the Titans <laughs> and the Titans coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are any more Austin's out there that want to get hired by A to Z, uh, A to Z sports here live on this draft. Let's go ahead and ask this question because seven picks away as the Falcons go with D'Angelo Malone linebacker from Western Kentucky Hilltopper going uh, 82 overall in the third round. So just a few picks left. I'm going to, I'm going to say it this way. If the Titans don't draft blank at 90, you're going to be pissed. Like who do you want them to go with? Justin Lund says, give me Calvin Austin. Who do you want the Titans to go with at number 90? Or if they don't draft somebody, you're going to be pissed uh, with that. But first let me tell you guys, about another one of our great sponsors. I got to tell you one more time about HelloFresh. Seriously, sign up for HelloFresh. We're trying to give you guys some free food. Uh, so free food, up to 16 free meals when you go to HelloFresh.com slash ATOZ16 and you use code ATOZ16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. The gifts could be like dessert. They could be candy. I mean, like the gifts are legit. Like, when you're thinking, like, what is HelloFresh going to give me with three free gifts? Oh, they're nice little surprises, like a little cheesecake, a uh, little piece of pie, whatever, a little brownie. Yeah, they've got some nice desserts there with HelloFresh. So check them out. <clears throat> I've used them before. They're really easy to, to use, and it'll really expand uh, your, your cooking ideas as well. So HelloFresh.com slash ATOZ16 and use code ATOZ16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, thanks to them, as always for sponsoring our draft content. So Jack, what's the comment saying about what they want the Titans to do at number 90? David Bell or an O-lineman? Uh, we got Calvin Austin. We're going to get a lot of Calvin Austins, I feel like. Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Hey, that uh, could do worse, <laughs> maybe. Um, wide receiver. William Young wants a wide receiver. Doesn't care who it is. Kenneth Davidson. Tolbert or Austin? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning that way, but I'm not so sure yet. Uh, wide receiver or tight end? Willis. Willis is still up there. Are we going quarter? Are the Titans going to go quarterback? There's no way. I feel like if you waited this long, it's not going to happen. But again, somebody's going to get him. Um, N'Kobe Dean, best player available. Also, probably the most injured player available. Also, N'Kobe uh, Dean, no longer available. Really? Who took him? AJ Brown's new teammate, N'Kobe Dean. Wow. He's going to go up there with a chip on his shoulder. No pun intended. No pun intended. And a chip in his shoulder. Yeah, probably that too. (laughs) The uh the Titans should go quarterback just to see if uh if the, if that quarterback will text Burks before Tannehill. We've got more by the way, Khalil Shakir. I believe that's the Boise State receiver. Yes. Now let's talk about him for a second because okay. I did read up on him while we were on our break. Uh, here, let me pull it back up. But I, I do like uh 
what he has going for him. So Jalen Tolbert's also available, but Khalil Shakir is rated the uh, 102nd player in this draft. So at 90, you know, what kind of value you're getting? I think it's fine to take somebody, you know, 10 spots ahead of this in the third round, but Shakir is instinctive open field runner who plucks the ball out of the air, makes the first defender miss and quickly hits his top end speed. Boise State made the most of his ability to produce with the ball in his hands by getting in the ball quickly and using him in the in the run game and as a returner. Shakir is his best working out of the slot. He is tough going over the middle. So he's six foot, almost 200 pounds. He kind of sounds like a lighter version of Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, sorry. Yeah, they're uh, certainly so- not compromising it with its size there. No, he's, he's a little bit lighter. Like Burks is 220, 6'2, 220, with Shakir is, you know, a little bit, you know, shorter and a little lighter in the back end. It, it sounds great. And you wait now, the, and your return guy, receiver. right? It's like, so you've got a return guy and a, a slightly different receiver from what you got uh, earlier. Four four three forty from Shakir, so he, he can turn Fast on enough. the Jets. Yep, yep. Um, he's a quick. He's he's quick to that top speed. Which you, is good. you wait. You wait to the fourth round, and the Titans Titans saw this last year. You have got a full blown Des Fitzpatrick situation on your hands again. You yeah, can't you trust like any that. receiver that deep in the draft. I mean, even to make the roster, we saw it was a struggle for Fitzpatrick to crack the active roster, even with all those injuries the Titans were going through last year. So it, the time, yeah, the sand in the hourglass is running low. Um, when it comes to drafting a wide receiver for me, I, I think now's the time you get your tight end. I think you can find a solid tight end who can contribute year one right now. It may be Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio state, but does Vrabel go to Ohio state guys? Uh, we know how much he loves the Texans. I know he loves the Buckeyes, but this, the, the tackle uh, was the first Ohio state guy he's ever drafted since being the head coach here. Jeremy mm-hmm. Ruckert. I, I, I liken him to Dawson Knox production. Wasn't there. But that's really because he had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba hogging all the targets on that Ohio State offense. So I feel like he'll be more successful at the NFL level than he really was in college, which could be the reason why he's falling in this draft. Remember, Dawson Knox was a third-round pick at Ole Miss after going through similar stuff with also A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, tons of receivers there to take up some of his targets. Would would Vrabel go two Ohio State guys in one draft? That's the thing. Uh of course he would. Have you seen how much he trolls Taylor Lewan on Twitter? Are you kidding me? He would do it just for that reason. Just to troll Taylor Lewan even more. Yeah, he would go another Ohio Stater. So what, what do you think, Austin? I, I think a tight end would be a good move. I think you still got, if you want to go back-to-back OL and dip into the interior, guys, Parham, I really like Parham. Again, comparing him to Kenyon Green like I did earlier um, before we went to break. Parham started 28 games at left guard, okay? 12 games at right guard, 11 games at right tackle. He's a four-year starter at Memphis. I think he can help you wherever you need him. Um, It it just makes a lot of sense, especially with, you know, Jamarco Jones and really nobody else behind him right now at that left guard position. So not only would it give somebody for Jones to compete against in camp, but uh, I think this could be, you know, a Nate Davis type situation. You find your guy in your third round. You don't have to pay him until year five. If it works out, it works out. If not, Hopefully, Jamarco Jones steps up, but uh, I think this is a good time to to bring Parham home. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like kind of in that mode of, and maybe this is just me being uh, 
you know, like I'm just, just, I've resorted. It's getting, you know, it's getting late. It's getting late into the night, late into the mm-hmm. draft. Maybe I'm just resorting back into uncomfortable fan, but I think they got to just go offensive weapon here because they've avoided it for so long. Calvin Johnson and Jeremy Rucker, someone who can catch a football. All right. Someone who can not get a text message from Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> like, because so- I, I do think, and, and Luke Warsham pointed this out, the Titans needed a wide receiver back when they had AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Right. Right. Then they cut Julio. They get Robert Woods still need a wide receiver. Yeah. Now you lose who uh, AJ Brown, but you add Traylon Burks. You still need a wide, still receiver. need a wide receiver. Yes. Like you, so, you've just been stuck there at that second number for months and just rotated all the guys. Um, now, when the Julio, the June 1st, yeah. cutting him, do they get money to come June yeah, 1st? They get like $9.4 million on June 2nd on the cap this year when Julio comes off the, uh, off the books. Now, what that basically does is it pays for the draft class and then gives you a little bit of extra cushion for, you know, injury ads throughout the training camp or season. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not enough it, to add anyone this summer or anything. Not anybody trade, of like trade for someone. Yeah. Probably and, not an OBJ or anybody like that. No, or nobody. Oh, like a, oh like a, here, here we go, boys. What you got? Titans trading up. Oh, trading up uh, the Raiders. The Raiders trade pick number 86. The Titans trade 90 and 169. Damn it. Ah, They almost had 69 and 169? Yeah, damn it. Oh, we were close. Can't catch a break this year. Twice would be nice. Where where are the Titans going here? I mean, you trade up to go get your guy. Uh, I'd have to imagine your guy is, like Austin said, an offensive weapon. It, it would surprise me if they did anything other than that. I mean, there, well, I mean, with the way this draft has been going, he may be trading up for a punter. We don't know. Maybe a long snap linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Titans are on the clock, who are they trading up to get uh, Jack? I'm going to send you to the comment section uh, again, but first let me remind you guys again, the easiest way to not screw up mother's day, a moment's peace salon and day spa. That's where you got to go. Huff. Remember, the website, yeah. a moment's slash, slash mom slash mom. All you gotta do yeah. is get a gift card and you win mother's day. Don't mess it up. It's great. I'm actually going to be there on Sunday. Oh, long. What's up? Keep going. What? No <laughs> moments, peace.com slash, um, slash oh mom. Gosh. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you Malik kidding Willis. me? Malik Willis. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, this offseason just got a ton longer. <laughs> All right, Malik. Are my advice? Text Burks ASAP. Text him. If you don't, you, you'll start off on the wrong foot. <laughs> Good Malik lord, Willis. Deep in the third round. Why do you trade up for that? It's a question you got to ask John Robinson. Poor Logan Woodside. By the way, Logan Woodside's been a cockroach for the Titans. He just hasn't been able to be killed. He. Oh yeah, Malik Willis talk. is coming in to be that third string quarterback because <laughs> no one is killing Logan Woodside. Oh my God, I, 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 I have questions about this because there's still so, so many. Uh, there's just 
a, a ton of huge holes right now. Can Malik Willis catch passes without having a dress? <laughs> and who's Malik going to throw to? Who is Malik going to throw to? That like that doesn't help you this year. Even if Malik starts, who's he throwing to? Back to my point. I mean, the Titans found a point in the draft where they said, "What the hell? This guy's still here." I I, I don't think I agree with it, but. I mean, deep in the third round, you find Malik Willis, your backup quarterback, and who knows what after that? This is this is a head scratcher. This is a big time head scratcher. Um, I thought man, we were done with these. I thought we were done with the head scratching picks. Round. You're going into the fourth round with still a needed receiver. Still got to find a tight end if you want to bring in a left guard, and then wherever else you want to fill your hole. Um, so it's, boy, this is shocking to me, Austin. What, what's your reaction? I mean, absolutely crazy. And I, again, I think it's stupid. Like, I, I, like this is the Tennessee Titans are feel like they are changing direction mid off season. Yeah. They they, that's exactly what it feels like. You know, a week ago it was draft to make Ryan to, to be great around Ryan Tannehill. And now it's, are you replacing Ryan Tannehill and when again, I, I thought it's Bama Brad says this is a rebuild year. It's starting to feel like it. It, it, it kind of is. It's scary. Man. Which, yeah. It's unfortunate for Derrick Henry is who it's unfortunate for. He's the biggest casualty from, from what the Titans I, have done in this draft. And, and Jack, how many times have you and I talked about it on the podcast? Like that championship window. It was, you know, you don't, you only have Derrick Henry in his prime for so long. And I, I still think, I still think we have two more years, at least, at least out of Derrick Henry. But aren't they kind of, isn't J-Rob in the front office waving the white flag saying, look, we missed our window. Hopefully it'll open back up in a couple of years. That's exactly well, what they're doing by taking a quarterback with, in the third round. Yeah. With this pick, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I like, and if Malik Willis is clearly no other 31 other teams said Malik Willis wasn't good enough to go in the first two and a half rounds. So why are you taking a chance with him now? Especially when you have Tannehill under contract for two more years. Yeah. It's a weird timing thing. You're like you're, you're kind of putting yourself and Deborah says you guys are overreacting. Nah, I don't know, man. Like what? you're, you're putting yourself in a weird timing situation, just like the Packers did with Jordan love is that you're either going to, waste a, enough time of the rookie contract of that quarterback or have to be stuck and trade him away. It It's just a really strange move uh, for the Titans right now. Absolutely. And if you're going to rebuild, the way to rebuild is to suck very badly. I mean, hell, the Titans have had blueprints in front of them for the last 10 years with the Jaguars and most recently the Texans. When you tank, you have to really tank. You win seven, eight games a year, which maybe what the Titans, you know, maybe on the horizon for the Titans, that's not going to get you anything. You're still going to be picking in the mid, the, the middle of the first round. So to rebuild, they're trying to do what the Preds are trying to do all the time, right? A constructive rebuild. Yeah, you right. The core, you keep the core. Not you a change full out rebuild. Parts, maybe replace an engine, and you hope that that can get you to the playoffs, and then anything can happen. It's a constructive rebuild, what the Titans are doing. They're copying David Poyle and the Preds. It's it, it's definitely a head scratcher considering that you know this window only works with Derrick Henry. 
it it only works with Derrick Henry. And can you make it work two years down the line? Maybe three years if you're lucky. If you get three more years out of Henry at an all-pro level, can you win a championship? It's It seems like a last-ditch effort. This draft has felt panic. It feels like J-Rob has, has felt the pressure and has panicked on multiple occasions. Trading up to do this was what makes it even more sketchy to me. You, you, if he's there at 90 and you don't give up anything for him, fine. But trading up to go get Willis, I, I'm struggling to make sense of it. Who's, I, feels, do you this think, feels so weird. Do you think it Malik was, Willis has texted Burks yet? Say that oh, one. Gosh. I mean, probably. <laughs> Three more and years. And also, do you, be, do you believe in the Titans coaching staff to continue to develop this guy? Because Malik Willis, and this is what people thought about him at the Combine, at the Senior Bowl, is that he is the most talented, athletically gifted quarterback in the draft, but he has yet to be asked to do a lot of higher-level football stuff. Are the Titans the organization to help him learn the higher-level football stuff? Right, right. It's a good question. Tim Kelly is the guy you turn to here, right? He did but a great job. Just, with he's not even the offensive coordinator. I know they're, they're, they're messing around with who's calling the shots this year on offense, but you know, if, uh, you'd have to imagine if something goes wrong this year and the Titans don't win a playoff game, Todd Downing's probably done, right? It, it, two years is probably all you need to see out of Downing. Then it becomes Tim Kelly's job. Well, Tim Kelly, not the full-time play caller, got extra time to sit back there with Willis, try and bring him along. Uh, you have to, that's the only thing that makes sense. All right, so what do you guys think? Do you like it? Do you hate it? How do you feel uh, about the Titans selecting Malik Willis, quarterback? Uh, they'd trade up to do it. What, they gave up number 90 and number 169? Is that correct, Jack? Yes, 169, yeah, it is gone, and uh, as well as 90. Okay, so they are done for the night, right? Done for the night. That's it. Malik Willis, end with a bang. I Okay, so I'm going to let you guys um, – comment and bring some in some in i'm seeing dom loves it uh derek love it uh, a lot of people i to me i feel like and i already said this once i feel like this is an immediate change of direction mid-off season to where i thought you give 2022 one last shot and i wonder if aj brown's situation with his agent is what turned the pivot point of the offseason Right, because let's remember what all has happened in the last twenty-four plus hours. AJ Brown gets traded, and people freak out because John Robinson wasn't willing to pay him twenty-two million dollars a year, which is what AJ Brown told Teron Davenport he would have stayed for. But then, John Robinson and the Titans are trying to tell their side of the story that we let off the second round with talking about that A.J. Brown was demanding $80 million guaranteed, which is $23 million more guaranteed than what the Eagles gave him, and that he wouldn't, quote, touch grass until he got his deal this offseason. And then he shut down communications three weeks ago. So A.J. Brown changed everything with this Titans organization this offseason. Yeah, John and now And now you draft Malik Willis in the third round. John Robinson has pushed his chips, every last one of them, to the center of the table. He's all in with this draft class. 
I mean, if Traylon Burks, for whatever reason, and Malik Willis, they, they don't turn out to be the guys you hoped and you don't find a solution at quarterback and maybe you struggle to find a replacement wide receiver. J-Rob has put himself under the hot seat. I mean, his lifespan has, has, has shrunk in the past two days, right, as Titans GM. The, the leash has gotten shorter. It, it, this could be, you know, this is a make-it-or-break-it draft class for John Robinson. He's had some bad ones. Last year was a bad one. 2019 was one of the best draft classes, if not the best draft class in Titans history. But John Robinson has really put himself in between, you know, you know a rock and a hard spot. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these guys. I, again, I like the first three players. The first three players are talented dudes that can help you in year one, right? Burks, McCreary, the tackle. I, I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce his name. Petite Friere. Petite Friere. Oh, but you got to say it like this. Petite Friere. Friere. Which somebody yeah. says it those sounds guys are like going to help you. Sounds like some cheese, like a fancy cheese. Right. Petite it sounds Friere. like one of those like uh, like cookie bars that they serve you like uh, on fancy airplanes. <laughs> you, there's difference in airplanes. There's fancy airplanes. Yeah, yeah, it's real fancy airplanes. <laughs> okay, yeah, but continue, like a, Jack. Sorry, United Arab Emirates. It, it just it, this is just it feels like John Robinson's going all in here. Um, you go into day four, your draft strategy, I would imagine, has already completely changed. Right now, you may not be drafting to fill these holes immediately. You may be drafting behind positions where you know, like Luan, maybe at left tackle. Maybe that's what what the petite free air guy comes in to do. Uh, who knows? But it, it's it's not. It, it seems like the Titans and John Robinson have pivoted from drafting to win now to drafting to win down the road. So, Mister Mister Clean says, "I love it. It's the third round. Like, yeah, like Malik Willis in the third round. Is that really good value on on what you we, where we all thought Malik Willis was going to go? Is the Cowboys just took Jalen Tolbert at 88. Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver out of South Alabama, helps this offense this year under Ryan Tannehill. I don't know what Malik Willis... Malik Willis is doing nothing this year. Mm-mm. Barring a Tannehill injury. And Redfern here, he says, you got to offer a solution if you, if you think it's such a big problem. Well, again, you asked me who I wanted before that pick. Calvin Austin... Dylan Parham, two Memphis guys. Dylan Parham, interior offensive lineman, Austin receiver. And then Jeremy Rucker, tied in from Ohio State. Three different positions, three different dudes. I'd have been fine with any of them. And Malik Willis for the third round, you're right. I mean, he's he's been there for a lot longer than most draft analysts thought he would be. And maybe you do find some value there. But he does, He certainly doesn't help you this year. That was the goal at the beginning of, of, of the draft. Round one, pick one. The Titans' goal? Find guys who can contribute this year to help your team win and win in the playoffs. The philosophy has changed. Malik Willis doesn't do it. Uh, real quick, I don't want to see this uh, comment from Chris Chris Vonta. AJ didn't do nothing wrong. No one really knows the truth behind closed doors. Hell, the front office can probably throw around the $80 million around to get the fans back on board. No one knows the truth. This is not the first time the front office lied to the fans. Okay. So here's here's what I think on that is that if you look at who is pulling the strings on that, that is Tory Dandy, the agent. Tory, he, here's some real fact for you because we were talking about this before even the eighty million dollar thing came out. Tory Dandy is the agent of Debo Samuel and AJ Brown. He's also the agent of Mike Williams and Chris Godwin. Mike Williams and Chris Godwin 
got lesser contracts this offseason because of what happened right before what happened with Christian Kirk. So Tory Dandy has to go out there and and prove to himself and everybody around at CAA that he can get big deals. And so he's out there trying to sabotage relationships between Debo and the Niners and AJ and the Titans. And so far he's doing a pretty, pretty good job at it. Uh, so I, Tory Dandy is who's doing this. I believe the Titans. I believe the Titans side of this thing, not the AJ Brown side of this thing. I'm with you, especially after what you mentioned. John John Glennon, Teron Davenport came with a report. Um, AJ essentially asked out without asking out before eventually asking out, right. by asking for so much money that he knew he would not get from the Titans. That that has and sent the Titans through such a whirlwind. It's even if the dollar amount is is wrong, no one has disputed the fact that he hasn't had communication with the team in three weeks. Yeah, like he 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 cut off all communication. So even if like okay, eighty million, maybe that's a, a fluctuated number, but he hasn't communicated, and the and the team clearly saw that and realized okay, well, like we're not going to be able to come to terms on anything. We have to move on, or else we're we're going to miss out on getting someone good and the draft expediates things. The draft is when moves are made and you have a potential to build for the future. Yeah. And uh, Titans Kyle says the Raiders just took your guy Parnum, Jack. Oh, they traded back to do it too. That hurts. <laughs> that stings right there. Man. That's just the thing I don't understand is like, like, yeah, getting Malik Wilson, the third round fine, but trading up to get him. I don't know. I, hey, who, I, are you, I who are you having a jump? In those four picks, like I, you know, I don't know what the history of pick one sixty nine is, right? Like I don't know what you're going to get from that. Sure, but you know, <sighs> again, we just we we saw Jalen Tolbert, we see Parnum, they've already got um, oh, Wayne Newton. Uh, Wayne Newton hasn't it. changed in Wayne Newton. Years. My gosh. Man, he still looks for... the exact same as Vegas Vacation movie. I, right, right, doesn't yes. he? Yes. yes, Wayne Newton looks good for a hundred. And, and Chevy Chase does not. <laughs> no. Yes. How did they? They went on the complete aging, uh, opposite aging spectrums. But, um, Can yeah, we... I, I don't. I just, I, I feel like I, I haven't been impressed with. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna evaluate J. Rob's picks because well, I think I really don't think you can until two or three years down the road, but I will evaluate his trading. I feel like you could have gotten more for AJ Brown. And I, and I feel like you didn't necessarily need to draft up or trade up to get Malik. If that's who you really wanted. Yeah. I just, I just struggle between the now and the changing of the direction conflict here. Right? Like that's where I messed up in my kind of processing of all of this is that you thought you had a chance to continue this ride. And now it's like, nope, reset. Yeah. And it's, look, Tannehill is going to be the starter this season unless something drastically goes bad. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and maybe, and maybe the Titans communicated with Ryan Tannehill that they were interested in Malik Willis. And that's something that we'll have to follow too is, did the Titans give Tannehill a heads up that, hey, if if it falls right, we are interested in drafting a quarterback, you know, in the somewhat in the top three rounds? The thing that blows my mind here is the teams that the Titans jumped to get Malik Willis. 
The Arizona Cardinals, they've got Kyler Murray. The Dallas Cowboys, they've got Dak Prescott. The Buffalo Bills, they've got Josh Allen. Malik Willis would have been there at 90. Well, I guess whenever you trade at this point in the draft, you're worried about other teams trading up ahead of you. Yeah, right. right. So it's like, and you you never know how that's going to work. Jalen Tolbert goes two picks after, like Jalen Tolbert. Parham goes four picks after where the Titans were originally supposed yeah. to, p- to p- supposed to pick. Um, the, the trade confuses me, and I get that there are probably other teams on the phone with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, but something about that, I don't know. It, the, on the other side of this, right, going into next offseason, knowing that Tannehill's gone, you're desperate at quarterback, and the rest of the league knows it. That puts you in a really tough spot. So the Titans now at least have a guy they can say, hey, well, we got this guy. We, we can still surprise in the draft if we need to. Maybe sign a free agent, maybe trade for a guy, whatever it is if they don't like Willis. But it, that that's the bright side of this. They're not going into next offseason full-on in desperation mode at that position, at the most important position in football. Yeah, I guess that you, you get the extra you get the extra year of – you know, him learning something under Tannehill. Yeah. Tyree is all over what Austin Huff has been saying all night long. Is someone tell Malik Willis to text Taylor? <laughs> Tyree gets it. Tyree gets it. He's, yeah. Like, dude, get on it, dude. Grab that phone. Hurry before Titans fans find out. <laughs> yeah. And look, uh, Stefan says the bright side is Willis's upside is very high. Low risk, high reward from Vasco. <clears throat> yeah, right. well, Rob- I, I just I I go back to my original take. Like right after he was drafted, you get Malik Willis. Okay, great. Who's he throwing to this year? Who's he throwing to? Well, like that's we well, gotta remember Robert Woods. Yeah, I well yeah Robert Woods when he gets healthy. But yeah, right right now, if you're asking right now, who is he throwing to? He's throwing to a rookie in Traylon Burks. This is week one. He's probably got NWI on the other side. More likely than not, NWI is the wide receiver too until Robert Woods gets back to full speed. I don't think he'll be ready week one. So, and then your third guy, hell, it's probably Chester Rogers. I, you're Chester bad. Rogers is not on the roster. Okay, okay well, who, who's your third guy then? Help me out with that. Mason Kinsey. Do you want me to get, oh. me to, get to the roster? Is it Dez? Is it Dez Fitzpatrick? No, no, he's not third. I mean, who is though? Yeah, it, hold on. Marcus Johnson, he, he's no free, Marcus Johnson's so. gone too. Yeah, so like I'm like I'm not joking when I say. Give me this. a second, give me a second, and I'll get there. <laughs> Josh Come Malone, on. Josh Malone, well, Chester Rogers is on the roster. That's my bad. Um, okay, that's right. <clears throat> so Robert Woods, NWI, Chester Rogers. Now it gets uh, so it literally just the scout teamers that Ryan Tannehill had to throw to last year in the so, injury plague right, season. So all right, we, Traylon Burks, got to remember that, right? Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, NWI, Chester Rogers. Those are your top four. You feel pretty, you feel okay with those guys being on the damn team. You, you're missing somebody after Woods and Burks. I feel better about them after last season when they got a hell of a lot of playing time. But, like, but let's I still like don't this. feel like I, like who is that scaring? What NFL team is that scaring? That's like oh, the even opposite the- of pro football focus. Like who's stopping this offense? Like, right, exactly. Who right. is this scaring? Nobody. Right. It's not. And like that's why I'm like. I, I don't know. I just, I can't walk away from this, even with Malik Willis. Okay. Oh, you got your quarterback for the future. Fine. Hope it works. I really hope it works. I, I hope and, it works. I just hope something works 
Because right now, I just don't see what's going to. I you mean, can't give the well ball to Derrick Henry. Tannehill, uh, wide receiver. You know, he played in college. I mean, seriously, like, like what, like what are the that's, Titans that's doing? A Facebook comment, Austin. No, I know. Yep. I was joking. <laughs> but, uh, but like after those four of Burks, Woods, NWI, Chester Rogers, you've got Racy McMath, Josh Malone, Mason Kinsey, Cody Hollister, Des Fitzpatrick, Cam Batson. It's not cutting it. And so now you're again waiting on the fourth round to add to your wide receiver group. And I know they drafted Burks in the first round, but that's canceled out because you lost AJ. Like, so you're not even, you're just, you're just, you're, I mean, you're still in the negative, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely in the red. Because AJ is way better than Burks. AJ's proven Burks is not. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so you're in the negative and you're waiting until the fourth round again to try to get at least even Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper too. If you maybe want to, yeah, that that helps. Uh, It helps a little bit, but it's not like, again, who are you scaring? It's, it's classic John Robinson in the draft, just waiting too long to address the positions that the Titans really need to fill. Yeah, I get it. You get your backup quarterback. You may have life beyond Tannehill at that position. But again, you don't know. I mean, there's for, for him to last this long, for him to last more than two and a half rounds, there there's teams that really don't like him and many that don't like him probably for a good reason. So, you know, the competition he faced at Liberty, that's another question. He, he was the backup behind Bo Nix at Auburn, if I'm not mistaken, before transferring. Yeah. So this it's, it's, it's a gamble. John Robinson loves to do this and I hate it. And Titans fans hate it. I know we all get so stressed out about it, but, you, you go into day four. You got to you got to find some skill guys. You, you, you're you're now trying to put guys around not Ryan Tannehill but Malik Willis for for down the road because hey, let's be honest, Tannehill's probably this is probably his last year with the team unless he puts up a a miracle season and takes the Titans to the AFC Championship game, maybe the Super Bowl. And like, do you really? I mean, do you really expect him to well, after they just, took away all his weapons? Yeah, I'm going to go back to what Mike Vrabel said the Monday after the Bengals lost in the playoffs. He said, we got to be great around Ryan Tannehill. They've gotten worse. They've gotten worse around him. Yeah. And, and I feel this. Marcus Hall, this is a good comment. I'm not, I'm not mad at the guys they've taken, but going into the draft, this was not the plan. This was not the philosophy, right? The Titans are in, were in win-now mode two days ago. Really, 36 hours ago. Right. And now we're in a constructive rebuild. It's... It's it's hard to grasp. It really it really is. But yeah. I, look, I hope they all work, and I like the first three guys a lot. J- Jack, you and I doesn't make a lot of sense to me. On the Tighten Up podcast this week, we were talking about how the draft night is like we were looking forward to draft night so much because it's finally a chance for optimism. There's been so much pessimism since the the Bengals game, and and rightfully so. I get it. That was the most. That was one of the more painful losses in Titans franchise history. And f- at least, okay, well, once you get to draft night, then it's like everyone starts looking ahead to next season and starts, you know, okay, we, we've instilled some confidence back into this team, to this roster by adding some new, young, fresh talent. And what do they, and then, and then night one, they draft their star receiver and they, and then a, again, like Austin pointed out, like they had to fill that hole with Burks. Then they had to, then they had to fill, like and they had they're to chasing. fill Julio's Julio's they're chasing right yeah exactly like they're, not, they, they're not getting better they're chasing 
Yes, and and they're like, still not. Like they're rehab. still not better. We're here. We are it's four like, picks in, and we, we still don't have one of the biggest needs that we went into the night needing. Yeah, it's like uh, when a player gets hurt, they spend the whole offseason trying to get back to where they were, not the whole offseason trying to get better than they were. That's what the Titans feel like they're doing. And mm-hmm. overcompensating with injuries gets you hurt again. Uh, Chris, they're dra- it's hard to gra- grasp what they're drafting or they're drafting to maintain sustained success. They've gotten worse in the last two in the last day and a half. They, they've gotten worse. They've got they've they've become a worse football team than they entered the draft as. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 not drafting to maintain sustained success. They're clearly taking a step back, saying, "Look, we missed our window, but let's keep pushing. We've got a solid core there. We've got a great defense, and we've got some skill pieces we can work with. But this is not the year we're making a Super Bowl run." They're admitting that by by this whole this whole draft philosophy they're admitting that you know what the super bowl run this year that dream's dead that dream died last night when aj brown got shipped to philadelphia if you would have told me that the titans would have been part of a blockbuster first round trade involving a wide receiver i would have assumed that they were they they traded their pick and a few other picks for a star receiver for a proven commodity but instead it's the other way around and now you're just in a deeper hole than you than you went into the entire off season or into the entire draft with, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I just don't, I I've got a pit in my stomach right now. And, and the, the further we go, you know, Malik Willis, it's great. Okay, fine. Sure. Let's like, but again, I just like, I, I just question, even if he is QB two on this roster, I, I just don't think that this offense is good, is going to be good for either one of them. The, like both Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis, are set up to fail this 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 season unless they do something drastic. And Robert Woods did not sign up for this, right? Robert right? Woods did not sign up for this situation. He thought he'd yeah. be playing alongside AJ Brown, one of one of the NFL's top ten, top twelve receivers, and you know, uh, in all time great, to win. and they're yeah. still looking to win. They have talent to win, make the playoffs, win the division. They've still got all of that, but it's just the, the team has gone in a totally different direction than I or really probably anyone else saw coming. I don't know. It's It, it was unexpected. It, it's unexpected. Right. So I've got a uh, video clip of John Robinson addressing the day two picks uh, from Uncle Jim Wyatt here. So let's go ahead and play this. Uh, again, I haven't heard this, but it's John Robinson on day two picks. So let's just see what he says. Welcome back. End of uh, night two for us. Uh, really excited to add the players that, that we added. Uh, starting with uh, Roger, obviously really high on him, good cover skills, I've covered a lot of good guys in the SEC. Uh, Nick out of high State, played both sides, left and right. Long athletic, spent a lot of time with here on the visit, and then uh, wrapped it up with Malik there. Uh, he was the best player on the board, and excited to add him to the team. So, but that would open up for questions. Why was, why was... All right, best player on the on the board, Malik Willis. <laughs> Also, what do all four guys have in common that the Titans drafted? Uh, unique names. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, no, top 30 visits. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a trail of breadcrumbs, right? Yep. Yep. So, and uh, how about this quote from Mike Vrabel? Reading this from 104.5 The Zone's Twitter. Mike Vrabel, quote, there are a lot of things we can do with different skill players. I know Malik is ready to get here and ready to get to work. That's interesting. That's that's not quarterback. That's mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of stuff we can do with somebody like this. It's going to be a fun off season. Going to be a fun rest of the off season. Well, okay. Draft either. I, I mean, what, so what you're, you're predicting that Todd Downing is going to be creative with the offense. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like really, you're going to put all your eggs in that basket. Now I have even less confidence. Like, I, I don't, I don't, don't do not rely on Todd Downing to be creative or I, I don't give, maybe Tim Kelly can, can stir the pot a little bit, but if Todd's still calling the shots, if he's still got that, Waffle House menu in his hand every every Sunday afternoon. No, thank you. Yeah, the the Titans' offense really. I mean, I mean, you could have all the skill players in the world with Todd Downing. It's probably not going to work. That that's the sad truth of it. it Todd Downing in, in year one showed me everything I needed to see. Right? It was bland. It was boring, and it was predictable. They regressed. They regressed. I mean, like it's a wonder how they they got the one seed. Uh, with with that with that offense that they ran the number of it's i the second and 10 what are they doing austin you know run the ball <laughs> second and 11 what are they doing running the ball <laughs> it's just so it's so predictive predictable and for as for as unique and and creative as arthur smith was that's the difference between an oc who eventually gets a head coaching job and an oc who will probably get fired Titans GM John Robinson said Malik Willis's role will be determined by how quickly he learns the offense. Jim Wyatt. So, I, I mean, this seems like they've got other plans for Malik Willis more than just be the guy in waiting. Well, so it's interesting. I mean, are, are, huh? what does that mean for Tannehill? I mean, he's he's still got time on his contract. He's, he's got at least one year before you can he's, get out of it. And he's got the minute. biggest cap hit in the damn league. You can't cut him. You can trade Guys, him. Guys, throw, throw your tinfoil hats on, okay? How about this? Here we go. Ryan Tannehill, what position did he play in college? I already made this joke. This joke, yeah. We, we can't. Oh, awesome. When did you make this joke? <laughs> like 10 minutes ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I told him it was a Facebook comment. Yeah. Okay, this... we'll put your. All right, we'll take your tinfoil hats off. Okay. <laughs> what about this guys Ryan Tannehill what position did he play in college wide receiver oh my gosh Malik Willis QB1 thrown to Ryan Tannehill for touchdowns I don't think he picked up on the first time when we told him that the joke was made alright what about this guys <laughs> Ryan Tannehill what position did he play in college quarterback No, it's water's here. Oh. Yeah, sorry. All right, wrong. Huff. I'm about to show something that's gonna get you probably too excited. Is it Derrick Henry? No. Is it Missouri Spring Game highlights from 2006? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It uh you're leaning, you're leaning on him right now. Oh, a little Mac 9 cop? Oh, look at that. Oh, yes. Those are big, big words. Aren't they? Big Damn. words. Drives the ball, extends plays, Steve and then McNair. Just, just two words, Steve McNair. 
Damn. Damn. He, he's mobile. He led the FCS, um, or excuse me, the FBS non uh, position players. Yeah, with rushing yards. So, I mean, the guy can scramble. The guy can move. There's no doubt about it. I The only time I watched a full game, well, I watched a couple games. I watched him play against Syracuse. He struggled against Syracuse. Um, actually, you know, he, he struggled against Ole Miss. The Syracuse game, I do believe, was high scoring. But he did struggle against Ole Miss. SEC competition, again, that's a big – that's the question mark. Has he played – that top talent that you know people have been able to fairly evaluate him as sure he's the best player on the board i mean the guy was a projected first round draft pick it's uh, it's i don't know best player on the board they'll do it i'm also running on i mean we're we're deep in the when is the third round in let me ask that question nine ten more picks ten nine more, more picks. picks nine more One of, that 96 the colts just took nick cross safety from maryland uh, at 96, so there's Detroit at 97, and then 105 is the last pick. All right, man. All right, all right. Malik Willis, hey, I, here's what I'm curious about like, <laughs> how are the, like on Monday, on Monday, when everybody gets through draft weekend, what are Titans fans going to be feeling about Malik Willis? I'm really interested in that, and we're not going to have the answer now. But is there going to be optimism and intrigue, or is there going to be negative, pessimistic outlook on a change? Because there's a portion that does not like Ryan Tannehill, and now there's a portion that thinks Ryan Tannehill is the best option to win this year. Awesome. I think you're. You I, I think I think a majority of Titans fans want Tannehill gone. That's that's just what I've I've garnered from my radar. I feel like they everyone just wants Tannehill out, and so I think you're going to have a lot of people clamoring. Hey, this is the future, and I think the first interception Ryan Tannehill throws, he'll get booed at 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 Nissan Stadium, and people will be clamoring. Everyone's favorite player is the backup quarterback. Malik Willis is now this team's backup quarterback, so he the people are going to be clamoring for him the very first. Misstep Ryan Tannehill has. It, people got to be how careful. About this? How about this, guys? Because I, I asked this question earlier out into the ether. Uh, Terry McCormick tweeted it. John Robinson did not consult Ryan Tannehill before drafting Malik Willis. The communication in that building has, has been a little Sucks, off. Man. Think, <laughs> like it, Here's the thing with Malik Willis, though, in the Ryan Tannehill situation. Uh, you want to go ahead and see what you have out of Malik Willis, but you can't throw him to the Wolves year one. I mean, if it's a lost year, let Tannehill navigate it, navigate through the, the rough seas. And if he goes down or, you know, the Titans can't make the playoffs towards the end of the season, throw Willis in there. Maybe he's ready. You see what you get in him. You see what you have to work with next season. But yeah, I, I think Tannehill's done. I think Tannehill's days as a Titan are, are I, certainly I, numbered. But let's like, let's like, let's not forget what Tannehill did last season. I'm not saying Tannehill's great, but like, the dude a led a freaking a, a, a scout team, a, 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 a scout team ran by Todd Downing to the number one seed in the AFC. So it's like he's not a he's not a piss poor quarterback like he did not play great last year. No, but like you want to turn the, the, the entire franchise over to a rookie. Like you think well, that's the better answer here when you going from the number one seed in the AFC to all of a sudden turning it over to some unproven rookie who fell to the third round. 
who 31 other teams from, passed from Liberty. twice Liberty from Liberty. Yeah. Like that's your answer. Well, do you, do you want to go to the end of Tannehill's career fighting the same fight? I mean, he's not I'm even just, he's how short top 10 quarterback in the AFC. I how short sighted are we that, that literally this team was the number one seed in the AFC. He yeah. got a buy and like, yeah, it's like, Oh, he and didn't win the playoffs. Technically, he kind of did win the playoffs because he got the Titans to the second round by winning oh, the 17 well, no, hardest okay, games. No, I know, I'm just that. saying, like, it's like, no, we, we can say this, that they were the number one seed in the AFC and they had the most injured football team in NFL history. Right. <laughs> and the one of the guys who didn't get hurt was Ryan Tannehill. It don't mean a thing without a playoff win. Not a ring. The Titans aren't in that in that conversation yet, but he's lost two consecutive home games and looked terrible and broke. So you're ready to throw him away for the entire, like you're not going to get to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Like if you you can't, if you can't achieve the ultimate goal, which is a super bowl, you, you, you give him a shot. They've given him a fair shot. They've given him what this would be year four. So you, you, you know what you have in him. You know that he's not going to take you to a super bowl. Why extend that? Why, why, why stretch that out? Cut bait, start over, see if Malik Willis works. If it doesn't I work, think that's so short sighted. That is so short sighted. Derek says short sighted. Have you watched Tannehill flame out the last three years in the playoffs? Ryan Tannehill is what he is at this point. So if Ryan Tannehill flames out, you just go get yourself a Liberty Flame to replace him. No, there it is. There it is. If you're going to flame Titans, out, flame the in. Just drafted a quarterback whose college nickname is the Flames. <laughs> That sounds like a team the Brentwood Blaze played. That was literally the Brentwood Blaze. <laughs> it sounds like a movie that didn't feel like paying for NFL rights to use jerseys and team logos. I just think it's so funny that it's like. The last time there was a flame on the Titans field, the whole place almost burned down. So hopefully right? this was a little better than the Colts. Right. A couple years ago. <laughs> People oh, forget God. the air air. What was it? An air conditioning machine or no, a pyrotechnics machine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never again. Liberty Bibbity, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I this is just a very I I, okay. So back to my original question. On Monday, is the Titans fan base more intrigued in how this is gonna play out or more turned off at how it played out over the weekend? Hmm. It's the stages of grief, right, Austin? You want to run through them? Oh, yeah, the seven stages of NFL grief. Uh, well, we went over that after the uh, Jets loss. Oh, we've gone over it a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> I know podcast. Uh, it, it is going to be, yeah. Uh, there, I, I think by, by come Monday, it, it, everyone's going to be, I imagine everyone will be clamoring for Malik Willis to be QB1, right? It, that's it's going mean, to start. That's, yeah. Yeah, I it's going to be a long offseason. I said that. I said that last night. If if they go quarterback, it's going to be a long long offseason. It's going to be a long summer, guys. It was yeah. a long offseason before they went quarterback, to be fair. I mean, what what happened with AJ Brown was was not going to go away once the draft ended. So, buckle hey, up, look, Titans fans. My little brother's in the uh in the comment section. Let's go ahead and see what he has to say. Oh, hell Titans yeah. are fine. Top tier defense in the league. Young wide receivers are the story of the league now. They can make immediate impacts. AJ's a loss, but we good. I like that. I like that, Ethan. Ethan, shout out Chenoweth, Ethan. There you go. 
I'm not as optimistic as he is. Neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Young wide receiver. Like, and I, I mean, I do agree with him. I do think at wide receiver guys can make an impact at probably more so at, at most positions, but they only have one, one of but, one young rookie wide receiver right now. That is like a standout with Traylon Burks. Let's remember the offense he played at, um, at Arkansas, what Kendall Bryles offense, right? Not exactly a route tree offense. You know, most of his production at Arkansas was quick screens, catch and run and go routes. You know, does Traylon Burks catch up to what he needs to be able to do to create separation and have a big impact as a rookie? I don't know. So we'll, we'll have to find out. All right. Now I'm totally against Ethan's. I'm, I'm uh, now I'm 180 on Ethan. <laughs> You're not going to take so, it off. I mean, what? there you go. There, there, Ethan, you win. All right. Looking up to Indianapolis, the Colts got better. Uh, over the last day and a half. And while the Titans added some pieces that I think will be helpful, uh, the goal, the goals have changed inside that building. The Colts added Alec, Alec Pierce, a wide receiver from Cincinnati. They needed to address wide receiver. They did it. They got Jelani Woods, a tight end, LeBron James and shoulder pads, I call them, but I, I, I can't give him any more compliments. He's playing for Indianapolis. Uh, Raymond, the, the central Michigan offensive tackle from Austria could be a project. Got a great story, big body, athletic, We'll see how that works out. And then Nick Cross of safety from Maryland. So I think the Colts got significantly better tonight. They've addressed positions on offense. They're giving Matt Ryan a shot, right? They're giving yeah. him another wide receiver. They're giving him a big body tight end, a 6'7", 260 dude who can run a 4'6", The Colts got better tonight. The Titans still can contend for the division. Don't get me wrong. The AFC South is completely up for grabs. It's a coin toss. But the Titans have to have some, some injury luck. And they, they've got to they've get the most out of Tannehill. That defense is going to carry them. And Matt Ryan's a sackable guy. He's a statuesque quarterback, sits in the pocket. The Titans will be able to tee off on that dude. But can they score enough points? They haven't added a whole lot of guys that can help you in the offseason outside of Robert Woods, who's coming off an ACL injury. If you win the AFC South, you'll be okay. The AFC South is only getting one team in the playoffs. First place schedule, too. Yep. It's tough. It's tough. All right, guys. I think we're uh, we good for the night. I mean, no, but. I mean, we, this is longer than last night's stream. And we no, I'm, just, another... I'm saying I'm just like, no, I don't feel good about the night. But yeah, no, I, I know that. I know that. But, yes. Uh, we we, we um, went an hour, 36 minutes last night. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Wait, no, no, no. Go back. John Doe. I feel you just like got murdered by John Doe. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dead man walking right now. I've the lack of sleep, the amount of time staring at screens. I, I look and feel like trash. French, a homeless French lick, dude. Oh, man. oh my god! Homeless in French lick, then you're really struggling. Yeah, right. Like the cost of living in French lick is so low, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I, I, I love, love this friend. chat. I I love the chat. Can I just say that the chat has been on fire literally all night. It has been it has been fire like this. Austin Huff is a girl <laughs> and adds nothing to the show. Guys, look, we are running been on, on fire tonight. I know you've made some great jokes. And by the way, Titan Up Podcast coming out Tuesday. You're going to love who our guest is. We'll have a we'll, we'll be able to get our thoughts together, right? We'll be able to have our thoughts together. We'll we'll come at you 
with the rest of the draft, what's going to happen. We're going to address it on the Titan Up podcast this week. Make sure you tune in, subscribe. If you haven't listened before, now's the time to get in. We, we, we're going to bring the heat on Tuesday, aren't we, Austin? We're typically, uh, Titans fans may, who, have not, who don't know us, probably got a different taste of us tonight, right? We're usually pretty upbeat. We're positive dudes. Oh, yeah. We we never get as serious as we got on this stream. <laughs> oh, my God. And, but that's like, and that's the way we try to approach it. We try to approach, like, we are we are two Titans fans, and we try to approach covering the team as fans. Michael uh, Kennedy, I'm so glad you bums think this is funny. What a joke. Can't even spell a four-letter four word right. I mean, come on, Michael Kennedy. Do, do better than that. If you come, you got to come good. You got to come hard. Michael Kennedy, come hard at Easy us. there, easy there, Jack. Sometimes right. sometimes it's good just to laugh to keep yourself from crying. We've also been live for uh, one hour and 44 minutes consecutively. Uh, right. And we were already live for another 53 minutes before this tonight. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a long time in a row of just sitting oh. in one spot. And, I mean, how many, how long did you guys go live th- this morning? Oh, an hour, an hour and 10 minutes or so. Yeah. I'm pushing yeah, I, four plus hours. I did three yeah, hours of radio this, this morning. Too. It's going to be yeah. another long night. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. I think uh, it's going to be okay, some good Jeff. coverage. Now, see that now I got to go podcast this thing and I, I'm going to podcast it and I got to figure out how the hell am I going to put it together? Cause one episode of nearly three hours is probably not smart, but the Malik Willis, let's think about this. Malik Willis was drafted at 58 minutes of this stream. We've been talking for another 45 minutes <laughs> since Malik Willis was picked. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to have to and go back and clip all of our reactions to the Malik Willis news. Yours by the way. is great, Jack. I, I, I don't I remember, think we spoke. I remembered 58 minutes because when you go, oh, I, I was like, I got I to gotta like timestamp that in my mind <laughs> so we can go back and do that. Middle of the, the HelloFresh ad read. I'm sorry. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Yeah. And no, that was the best ad read at HelloFresh could have gotten. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Thanks again to all of our sponsors. Uh, tomorrow, we've got more draft coverage. We will not go live tomorrow. That, that's enough. Four plus hours in the last day and a half is enough. So we will see you guys uh, at some point next week. I'll be live Monday. Buck Rising will be live Sunday night reacting this as well, but stick with A to Z sports, A to Z sports.com for articles reacting uh, a lot of articles, a lot of great content going up at A to Z sports.com. Also our social media, we're giving away uh, the tickets, the VIP passes to both the bourbon and beyond festival and the louder than life festival in Louisville. So check our social media on Instagram and on Facebook uh, for those ticket passes, because that would be a badass VIP experience for somebody to win and somebody's going to win them. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a great rest of your draft night and draft weekend. Thanks for watching everybody. Appreciate it. Tighten up.